Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the first episode in Season 2 of Witch Talk. I'm your host, Amy. I am so glad to be back. It's been a few months um, since I've released another episode um, and launched Season 2. It's been an absolutely crazy few months, as I'm sure it has been for everyone out there listening. And after, um, you know, some things happen and a few events to get through and then we actually moved, um, I'm back. This, this season, you can expect probably a little bit less. Um, it won't be a weekly release of the Witch Talk podcast. We're going to take it as it comes at least you know twice a month though is what I'm thinking um because I have so much fun um doing this and producing this and getting to chat with all different kinds of people so you're gonna hear some old of some of our old favorite familiars um this season and you're gonna hear some new people and you're gonna hear from from some um different types of witches that are out there in our community uh, that I think it's important to bring together. So um, keep in mind that some of these were recorded quite early in the spring, so the dates uh, might not jive up, but um, I hope you guys enjoy this next season of Witch Talk and our first episode I recorded um, around the uh, beginning of June. So anyway, it was a lot of fun doing this episode. It's with, um, Chris Savard and Paige Thompson and everybody knows how close these two are to my heart. So I hope you enjoy, uh, season two, episode one of Witch Talk. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another season two episode of Witch Talk. As always, I'm your witchy host, Amy, and joining me tonight are two very amazing witches that have joined me before, but it's been a long time. So please welcome back Paige Thompson and Chris Savard. How's it going, you guys? Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey, where's Paige? Did we, did we lose page already? Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted outtakes. Yeah, well, I guess we got him. Where'd Paige go? Stay, stay, wait, hey, oh, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Paige. Oh, can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you great. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> that's okay welcome to witch talk by the way <laughs> well you wanted outtakes yep that's for sure so now you got a you got a good one <laughs> i'm not even gonna cut this out i'm gonna leave it right in that's great <laughs> that sounds great it just proves that we do things by the seat of our pants here on witch talk right like well there's yeah and you know with the heat like oh gosh i mean i'm i'm lucky that i'm even coherent to even have this conversation (laughs) well it is pretty warm and it is quite the conversation so 
Um, I'll appreciate all your mushy braininess. How's that sound? That sounds delicious. <laughs> that sounds like a dessert. <laughs> Yours too, Chris, on, on the other side. So I've got oh. one brain on one side and one brain on the other. And they're both mush because it's really hot in Alberta right now, right? Too hot, yes. Oh, can you hear Chris's birds? Mm-hmm. I know, it's so nice, right? It sounds amazing. It does. So tonight we're going to talk about polytheism and polytheism and witchcraft. Now, as everyone listening knows, we kind of get on a ramble on this show. And so if, as always, if there's need for a second episode, we'll do it. But here we are now. So I did some research Um, I know that sounds really weird. Like I don't often do that, but, um, I did some research on polytheism and polytheism specifically in witchcraft. And what I found is that generally polytheism and witchcraft is associated to Wicca. It's very rare. In fact, I had to dig really, really deep to find anything where it directly related to witchcraft, so to speak, in that witchcraft is a practice by many different cultures, not just Wicca, right? Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on this? Especially you, Chris. I'd like to hear from you first, because why do you think that is? You're the Wiccan here, right? (laughs) Uh, The resident witch talk Wiccan. Why God be Chris? Under the bus. (laughs) Um my thoughts on why that's all you found or yeah and and just your thoughts on it in general my personal thoughts i would say probably why you find that a lot is i find a lot of witches tend to not like to associate themselves with religion and religion is very tied in with gods and poly well gods um so that might be why you find a lot less where wiccans have no problems associating themselves with gods so maybe that's that's might be why you're finding a disparagement in the uh, size of stuff you're finding that's interesting and it makes sense i also have a theory as well yes and i don't know again how accurate this would be this just immediately came to mind is um when most people think of witchcraft they still more or less tend to to lean towards Wicca, right? Like it's still a bit more mm-hmm. mainstream. It's still a bit more, um, I would say, socially acceptable to say that you're Wiccan as opposed to just a witch. So I think that the information on polytheism and Wicca is a little bit more prevalent because of that, as opposed to those that are forging their own paths and there's no direct, like... Um, I don't want to say rules exactly, but there's there's not as. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I like think it's just the massive amount of information out there that it just floods you. So you're always going to find Wiccan stuff associated with it. Exactly. Like for me, I'm a hedge witch, so there's not nearly as many as much information per se specifically about my particular type of witchcraft which there is hedge witches out there and there's still material out there but it's not as much as wicca which is a little bit more on the dominant side for information 
Mm, that's a very good perspective. Thank you for that. Yeah. Chris, would you agree? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> it's um, just, it, yeah, it's very, yes. there's just so much information out there. It's what you're going to, if you Google it, that's what you're going to find. Yep. That's right. That's right. Now, polytheism, um, right, as we all know, is the belief or worship of more than one god or goddess, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as it relates to your practice page, um, would you say that you find that you resonate um, and and such with many different pantheons? I do. I mean, there's, I would say fundamentally at my core, I've always been drawn to more of just the divine feminine, like the, the earth itself, right? As, as a living mm-hmm. entity. But it's almost like a trickle-down effect, right? Where there's other deities that I work with as well that to some degree are more or less associated with the divine feminine and with Mother Earth as well. Like I work with um, the Morgan and Baba Yaga and I've also worked a bit with Persephone and they're they're all deities that kind of have shown up on my radar through various signs and I don't want to say visions but like through meditation and stuff like that and they're all actually uh, within my own personal heritage as well. And so it's kind of like working with different factions of a larger diamond, right? With different shines and different glimmers of a larger hole. That's excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. Thank you for that. Now, Chris. Yes. I would like to hear your outlook on this and how it pertains to your practice. Because now when, again when researching so i'm researching like i know nothing right because that's what i try to do when i when i when i bring uh these podcasts to the public is that maybe someone who's listening doesn't have um some of the knowledge that we do so when i do that research i try to look at it from that perspective so generally when i found the polytheism and witchcraft and as it relates to Wicca the most the biggest theme here has been that Wiccans believe in a male horned god and a moon goddess so tell me a little bit about that and how all of this (laughs) relates to your practice just talk Chris that is a huge question and I'm going to try to condense it into a quick response sounds Um, good (laughs) you don't have to try real hard I'd love to there's, hear. Uh, many, I mean, just there's as many Wiccan branches as there are witches. There's um, so there's not going to be a specific answer, and my answer is going to be very much me related with yes. a touch of my tradition that I that I participate in, which is sacred pentagraph. So it's going to be a little bit of an amalgamation of those. So, and also most of the research you're going to find online is going to be like the. I I, I don't want to say fluffy Wicca, but it's it's the Wicca that has been leaked out it's not the passed down wicca it's it's a little softer yep um and and yeah typically there is a mother father god god mother and a father in the in our systems uh 
in the system that I kind of follow and what I personally believe, there's there's more of a, a trinity effect with a, with a, a supreme being that doesn't really have a gender. There's it's just it would be like the molecules around us, the power around us. It's it's the power that we tap into in the plants and in the earth and the sun and the sky, and and manifesting out of that. Like it, it's not a monotheist, but it manifesting out of that ultimate supreme deity power is where you would get the mother and the father, the goddess and the god, the moon goddess and the sun god, the triple goddess and the horn god. Um, some people label it as soft theism, polytheism, where okay, there's not an actual name associated with them. Uh, sometimes you'll see people say that's the easy way out, but like most things, when people say that, if you delve a little farther, there it gets a lot more nuanced when mm-hmm. you dig into it. Um, I personally believe that a lot of the goddesses that we call to are manifested out of these this great mother goddess and this great father god. Uh, they appear to us in the form that we need to see them to worship them. Um, I could not agree with that more. I also have to agree with that. In <laughs> like the way you're talking about like um, monotheism and that there is something greater that connects all the other things together, like a spider web almost. Like I, yeah, I, I get yeah, that. that's a great analogy, yeah. spider web. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's great. I like it. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a Except good one. Spiders give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> See, and and for me, it's like. I, I I thought about this quite a lot uh, recently, and what I've come to realize for myself is that exactly what you said, they manifest to you in the way you need to see them, right? And it is our, we are a soul and, ex- and spirit having a human experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have a human existence in a human brain. We as humans, I don't believe can truly fathom what that connection to source energy or molecules or whatever it is. So, so we can't, so, so we, we work with deity or, or worship deity or whatever it is for whatever path you are on because our human brains can only understand it that way. Yeah, like, yeah, because I mean, yeah, (laughs) and and I, if there's any hard polytheists listening, I'll probably piss them off with this, but yeah, like, I personally, and this is all personal opinion, like, send the hate mail to me. Um, I have a hard time believing there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of individual gods out there, all reigning over different people. Especially when there's so many duplicates across the different cultures of humanity, like like mm-hmm. there's all the trickster gods, there's all the warrior gods, there's all the father gods. I mean, it, it's it's hard to fathom that they're not the same. Well, and that's just it. If you oh. start if you start delving into some of those some of those texts from all over the different cultures, you know, like even look at Greece and Rome, they, it's the same deities. Oh, it's crazy. They just switch the names. <laughs> yep. Right? So I think you're absolutely right that there is maybe some primary stronger sources, but they all manifest, you know, 
however we see them. Yeah, no, that's I, I couldn't agree more. Well, we're human. We're gonna we're gonna make them out to be how we see them, and it's usually how we it's it's usually gonna be in our image. <laughs> well, and and not only that, but if you look into like archetypes and even Jungian ideas of like, there's always the shadow character. There's always yes. the mother character, and I mean that transcends all cultures. I mean, you yeah. have the Egyptians that come up with their mother deity, and then you have the Aztecs that come up with their mother deity and they've had no contact with each other or did they and then (laughs) (laughs) it was the aliens right and then uh but they have the same sort of style of goddess doing the same sort of style of things yeah and Uh it's like that everywhere so i mean there there's got to be a fundamental sort of aspect this overall presence i guess i couldn't agree more (laughs) We're so, nailing this, Chris. <laughs> I, you and, know, and I here think you I thought we were going to be at each other's throats like opposites here. <laughs> I was, I was pretty sure that we were going to have a hot debate tonight. <laughs> no. no, we're pretty cool like that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. No, just... I think it's great. Um, soft and and Chris, you mentioned soft polytheism and hard polytheism, and there are some that would not agree with what you had to say there and what's the biggest glaring difference that you guys can see like obviously the difference but in in the people who walk those paths or as people that walk those type of paths for yourselves what is the biggest draw for you what is the thing that you know propels your belief forward (laughs) I don't know does that sound right I think it, it did. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like this greater sense of knowing. You know, like fundamentally at your core as a human being, I think we all know that there is something vast out there. And it's that sense of wonder and discovery, you know, that's within everybody that propels us forward to try and find out, right? And I mean, everybody at the end of the day could be completely 100% wrong. But there's that that human curiosity that just propels us forward to search, you know, like the whole theory, life reaches out for life, right? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and information, like read, 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 read as much as you can, like, draw How many books have you guys read? Oh my God, you don't even know. (laughs) Here we go. I took university courses on this subject because I thought it was fascinating and fun. I have like a, I'm at a picnic table camping and I think right now in front of me, I have seven books. (laughs) Just for the record, guys, nobody reads like these two read. Like, and I know, like it's crazy. Maybe, maybe Lynn, Lynn (laughs) might read. (laughs) Lynn would read enough. Oh, oh, she, yeah, she probably. Yeah, but I mean, you guys, you, you must have done a ton of research to get to where you are, right? Yeah. Uh, Not only intellectually, but spiritually. And this, this it, is part of that spiritualist, spiritualism, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would say I wasn't like this particular topic. I wasn't actively researching for answers. I don't think mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like if it, it's, it would be, I, I feel it would be egotistical of me to think that I could find that answer <laughs> in books mm-hmm. written by men. Um, right. It's just 
just ongoing, just trying to find more knowledge. And as you find more knowledge, it opens your mind and enlightens you to think of different ideas and possibilities out there, which just, like I would say, this probably, I wouldn't have said these exact beliefs 20 plus years ago when I started this journey. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I yeah, no, I agree, because if I think about even my mindset even two years ago is not the same as it is now. And my thought process has completely evolved and changed. So I, I think with polytheism, I think you have to have that sense of flexibility in your mindset. Otherwise, if you go too rigid, you just you kind of lose it. <laughs> you hit a wall. You hit a when, wall. When you can't find that answer. Yep. Do you think there's really such thing as as monotheism in witchcraft? Well, there's not I even monotheism so, yeah. in monotheistic religions. I mean, if you look <laughs> at Christianity, you have the Holy Trinity. Yeah, That's... but don't you find that most people that we talk to and converse with really have the polytheistic view? I, actually, ah, there I, we go. Now yeah, I got I you guys thinking. Yeah. No, I think there's. I, I don't. I, I don't want to say most people because I, I can't really tell. Like, but I do think there are people out there that are hard set of following one goddess. Typically, it's usually when I when I find somebody in, in the witch community, it's it's they'll be they'll um, worship Hecate. And that'll be it. They don't say anybody else. Whether they do others and they just don't want to say it, I don't know. Okay, so I worship Hecate. You both know that. I yeah. am a devotee of Hecate. <laughs> and, that, yeah. and that was not... That was not <laughs> no, no, no. But I <laughs> want to go speak Chris. to that. No, no, no. Because this here, we're having our hot debate. No, it's a healthy debate. Yep. So, um, I work with Hecate. Um, but yeah. I also I work... Was... Yes, absolutely. Wow. And it is encouraged. Okay. It is encouraged. She encourages that. Because if you, a lot of that tradition that I, or path, or whatever, whatever it is um, that I follow, encourages that uh, working with archetypes in different ways, right? And part of that um, comes working with other gods and goddesses. Mm-hmm. So I do, as as someone who works with her closely, and that is my devotion, um, I do work with others and have good relationships, um, and it is encouraged. But I do see what you're saying, and I, I do know it is out there. It's Hecate, and that's it. I yeah. get that. I've heard that. I've seen it. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's not prevalent. It's not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I mean, no, absolutely. It's just, I've seen it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah me too. But again, um, I mean, it's, it's kind of to each their own, too. And who's to say that them being a monotheistic witch doesn't mean two years from now they're not a monotheistic witch? Like, that could easily change on the dime, yeah. right? Yeah, it could go the opposite. I mean, other people could. F- focus more on a singular yeah. yeah or they could just focus on like the that supreme power that unnamed <laughs> being <laughs> yeah the great architect yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um 
Oh, I had a really good question now. It totally slipped my mind. So you guys are going to have to keep talking about that for a minute. I, I do. I know. I know. I'm flipping this on you. I do have a question for you, basically. Oh. <laughs> you said you no worship. one ever questions me. What are you oh, doing? Oh, no. You said you worship others, but do you see them as separate singular entities that are different from each other? Or do you see them all as the same being in different forms? No, different from each other. Oh, okay definitely different from the ch- each other and I have a different relationship it's a completely different relationship interesting when so, I when I um, it's it's for certain workings right or certain energies that I want to work with but they are definitely separate and so I've you had don't work them, with them at the same time oh yeah for sure I'll work oh. with them at the same time but they are separate like I've had them all there mm-hmm. um, with me before, including my guides. So it's quite interesting because everybody is separate and they're based on a separate relationship and for a separate reason. Interesting. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. It does. And then for, for my situation, because I have worked with the Morgan and specifically quite a bit lately, I used to work with Danu, which um, if you look into some of the lore of the Morgan, she is actually a goddess who is three. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. she's seen as three separate female deities or Mm -hmm. three separate aspects that come together in one deity. Mm -hmm. For a long time, I always thought Danu was separate, but Anu is another way of spelling Danu in the Irish pantheon. And it is often believed that the two are actually the same goddess, which is also the same aspect of the Morgan. So there is like this gray area (laughs) where you're like, I'm not really sure which energy is coming through. And it, it took me a while to kind of, it was a very weird wrapping my mindset around it to try and understand it from different aspects. Yeah they come and merge to the same end result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Well, then are we not just essentially talking about a triple form? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I know for um, Hecate, she appears triformis quite a bit, right? That is true. So... Um, tell me about Chris. I'd like to hear your perspective on the the triple working, the triple goddess, the triformis. Um, I always call it triformis, but that's I always say trifecta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tri- Yeah, the three. How about that? The yep. three. The three. Is it's... that something you resonate with? Do you totally? Yeah. No. Awesome. I... I see when I think of the the mother and father figure. I mean, they it's very they follow the moon and the sun and and their their journey through the sky and it is that it's that same maiden mother crone that you would see in Hecate or in um, the the Morrigan. It, it's it's there in all of them. I think one of the one of the pitfalls you'll find when people more subscribed to this sort of thought and soft theism you'll find a lot of people they'll start cherry picking different gods and goddess names and, and that's something that I tend to try to 
stay away from. I, I prefer to see, like, my statues on my altar at home are all faceless. I don't oh, put a face to them. Um, I, I do... I will work with the archetypes, the different archetypes, when I when I want to tap into a different power of the triple goddess. Um, mm-hmm. I have a, a prayer to Bridget on my forge at home. Uh, she was a she was a blacksmithing goddess in one of the, she's another triple goddess. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I worship Bridget, but that would be one of the triple forms that I would sometimes look to the mother goddess. Oh. She would, put on, cool. she, would, she would put on that cloak or those clothes and, and yeah. take that aspect. But it is, it's always following the moon and, and the growth and the birth and the, re, and the death and, and the rebirth. Where the goddess will constantly cycle herself 13 times a year. The god takes the slow sun around the, the once a year. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. catch up. He could catch up. <laughs> You should catch up. But yeah, and I mean, there is a, there is the story of the goddess growing through the being birthed in bulk and, and such. But right, most of the time it's it's the moon phases that that mark her aging. That's that's very cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, I I kind of got lost in listening <laughs> to you. I was really enjoying that. You should have just kept on talking. Cause no, because then I'll start getting awkward and singing when it goes silent. Uh, yeah. No, there's no awkward silence on which talk. We can always fill it with some sort of junk. Um, <laughs> Although, interestingly enough, I just have to say when you said that your idols on your alt- altar are faceless, my two primary ones are also faceless, and I prefer it that way. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there's something I find... I don't know. I don't know if I want to say disconcerting, but I, I find it hard to like. Well, something you said earlier, where you, you you get blocked in if if you if you subscribe to one path, and I find once you put a face to it, it's like that's it. That's the that face. is that's exactly what exactly it. That is that, exactly it. That that's I, the way it goes. I don't like. I like to project my own emotions onto a faceless idol, so that yeah. I understand it from my perspective, as opposed to what somebody else wants me to think. Yes, it looks that's way more eloquent than what I was trying to say. Look at you guys go. Look at you guys go. Um, I have I have my altar for Hecate, and then I have a, a separate altar in which um, it's a little bit more, I don't know, generic. Um, my goddess is faceless there. But it's kind of in a... It's in a more um, common area. It's in my bedroom as opposed to my witch room, which is only got that altar in it. So, but that's, I also have a workspace that's different. You guys know what it's like. You have a couple of different areas that are important to you. And you, oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, work with different deity at that time, depending on the working that you're doing. Right? Oh, right? totally. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the part it's, where... And it's more... And it's, I would say it's more almost the archetypes, like uh, Paige was saying. Right. That's... They have, like... They manifest the power through themselves in all these different forms. And, and they're there to help you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'm a, I use archetype quite a bit, right? And I made myself a little bay leaf oracle deck 
And so basically what I did is I just wrote different archetypes on those bay leaves. And yeah. I put them in a bag. And they're like a they're like an oracle deck. So I'll pull out a bay leaf and that's what I'm to work on. Those are my messages, right? Um, and then I use them in different ways as well. Ooh, that's uh, really be cool. it. Yeah, it, it was a neat project. I really enjoyed doing it and it made me really connect to my bay laurel plant. So I was happy. Yeah, tree, shrub, whatever. <laughs> so is there anything in particular that you do like that to use those types of energies um, in your daily magical life? Uh, I try to focus on those energies a lot. I guess when I meditate would be the primary mm-hmm. time I try to connect to those those energies. Now, you're both artists. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. In art. So, in okay. <laughs> so, wait a second, because I've seen some of your paintings and you're definitely connecting to many different things when you when you perform your craft that way there's there's actually not a huge separation between my own personal magic and my artwork they're often very much interlinked so and again with all the reading and stuff that I've done and the symbolism um yeah it's heavily laced with archetype you're right see this is why we don't do this when it's hot because I can't think. <laughs> oh, well, I'm pushing you a little bit. I'm actually impressed that my brain is working as much as it is. Chris, yeah. what do you think about that? When you're when you are working in your with your forge in your forge, I don't know what the right way to say that is, but when you're forging, yes. I find see that's a tough it's a tough question. I don't I find when I forge or create pieces, it's not necessarily the, the the deities manifesting itself in my art, per se. I find it is more a moving meditation where I can get lost in the rhythm of the hammer or, or the leather work or whatever it is I'm doing, and, and I will get lost in there, and it will help me be more it'll help me enter that alpha state a little bit better where where i can then connect the opposite way if that makes sense mm-hmm. it does. get in the zone yeah yeah see and that's funny because everything i do is very deliberate and and subconsciously so so if i draw or paint something i know it has purpose or meaning but half the time i don't understand what that is until after and then i'm like that's why i did that yeah that's so interesting, both of you, because I'm not creative like that, as you know, and I think that's just amazing. I love hearing about how each individual really incorporates their their craft into their creations, because I truly believe it's just another extension yeah. of your craft, of yeah. your practice. Yeah, because yeah. even leaning more to the opposite there, like a lot of the times I'll kind of know what I want to start doing. But I won't have a good picture like you said you did, Paige, where I have to draw, I have to pull the, the final form out. And sometimes it's completely like, oh, look at that. That, that looks cool. Let's leave her there. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's, that's really interesting because I'm the exact same way or uh, the exact opposite. If, if I'm going to do something, I already have 
the image in my head and I have no idea where it comes from, to be perfectly honest, but it is a fully formed image of what it is that I need to do. And then I just create it. I may tweak it along the way, not gonna lie, <laughs> but like it's there. The image is already there. I just have to make it physical. And it used to drive my professors nuts in university. Like, Why don't you ever do thumbnail sketches? I'm like, but I know what I need to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't need it. So I don't need it. <laughs> Quit giving me an extra step. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's interesting how you get to your process and your final result one way, which is equally as good. And I get it to a totally different way, which is also equally as good. Yeah. yeah. So I have a final question for you guys because it's probably going to be a little bit of a debate. Mm. <laughs> I'm really trying that's, that's here. What, that's, guys. What trying. Thought, that's what you thought before, but we, we're not playing. I know, and I don't think you're going to disagree on this one either. But I think it's something <laughs> that I think it's something that needs to be said, just in the current climate we're all living in, and something that I want to know. So if I want to know it, probably a lot of other people want to know it. So I like your perspectives and that's why we're here. So we live in a world that's dominated by monotheism, correct? You wouldn't disagree with that, would you? Mm. I'd say westernly yeah. we're dominated by monotheism. Yeah. Okay. And, so, and even then half the time they're not wholly monotheistic, they just say they are. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> See, I told you we're going to get into debate here. Oh, no, we already agreed, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, when it comes to, we're all parents, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to raising children, do you think that it would be more difficult or it is more difficult in a monotheistic, with a monotheistic outlook? Or a polytheistic outlook. I don't think it makes a difference. Ah. Mm, see, I actually, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I actually would say it's more so easier for children to go with the normative. You know what I mean? Like, mm. It's so much easier for them to blend in and, and not be singled out. And so it's probably easier that way to go with a monotheistic because that's what's acceptable. I don't agree with it. I think it's bull. And I mean, I think there should be more openness to polytheistic views and, you know, talked about more openly within a family unit, within society, so that kids aren't forced into a small box that they're not able to fit into mm. very good very good chris do you have something on that? i don't i don't think the raise i think the raising of kids much like your personal values and morals cannot be dictated by your god or gods because the moment you start relying on ultimate power to be your boogeyman or to look over you mm -hmm. i think i've seen I have friends that are very devout Christian and they have fantastic kids. I have, I grew up with, with Christian families that had terrible kids. Um, and mm -hmm. the same goes for pagan. I've seen great kids raised by pagans and I've seen little brats raised by pagans. Like <laughs> it, it all comes down to, to your personal values and morals and the association that you have with people around you. And that, that, 
that that's the big village that that raises these kids if they see you hanging out with good people whether they believe in one god or two gods you're probably going to have good kids yeah and that's true i don't think monotheism or polytheism dictates morals no like yeah. you have good christians and bad christians you have good pagans and bad pagans true yeah the people are not the belief the human experience are not the belief yeah right? yeah yeah right um one final thing i guess i said i only wanted one question but then you guys made me think of something else and now i'm losing it so oh, there goes my hot mushy brain <laughs> um would you agree that most of ancient well pretty much all of ancient culture um, had a polytheistic view and if you agree with that statement then where did it go? What do you call ancient? How ancient are we going? Well, are we talking like like Stone Age? Yeah, let's go. Let's let's go. Let's go. I, I don't think Egyptians. <laughs> well, they did have a polytheistic <laughs> Right. That's what I'm and saying. They, they had did. one pharaoh that tried to make it monotheistic and that did not That's end right. well for him. So it didn't, but over time, this has slowly not become the norm. Why did that happen? Where did it go? Politics, humanity, um, modernization. It just patriarchy. Yeah. Do you People, think? Do you think that in? Power. Do you think that in the in North America or the Western, like this side of the the globe, is? Um, a little bit more entrenched than that than the other side. I think so. In what regards? What are we talking like in monotheism versus polytheism? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, think of it this way: it's it's easier to control the masses with one than it is to control with many. And what do you and, and where do you when you say West versus and East like like well like North there, American there's, there's a North vast, American there's a Let's... vast monotheistic. I mean, there's you you have. Judaism and um, right. See, my brain's going to mush now. Too. Well, there's, there's even Coptic Christians and, and Muslim in Egypt, and Muslim. Right? That's yeah. that's that's in the East right now. So yeah. you you still have a vast monotheistic religion there too. I, I don't think it's really that much different than North America compared to. You don't think the it's other side. different North America as opposed to the other side of the world? Whether the view is. Go ahead. No. Uh, Finish your. I was all. I'm. My brain's gone. <laughs> I, uh, okay. Are you saying like that? There's more polytheism versus in Europe or Asia Yeah, versus... sure. Maybe my brain's gone for the night too, because <laughs> I'm would, not getting the words out. I well, would say it's, it's, it's equal. It's it's hard too because we're raised in a Western society, so yeah. we have the Western views, and it's really hard to understand even monotheism and polytheism on the other side of the world if we don't live it day to day. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of, that's kind of, again, that factors into the Western mindset of like politics and like all that governmental stuff that factors into monotheism and religion. Um, but like, I mean, a lot of those cultures too, I would imagine like if you, if you look at a lot of the Middle East, like you go all the way back to Samaria and all those, it's all polytheistic too. Right. Right. And this so, is yeah. what I'm wondering. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. question I ask. And I, I'm asking this question, like, for myself always, right? Yeah. Where did it go? Why did it change? 
I think, I don't know, maybe somebody just had one really good idea and everybody ran with it. You know, like like I said, it's easier to control the masses with one than it is with many. There's right. al- I mean, there's always been power structures, even in the... the um, <laughs> even in the different cultures that had pantheons full of gods and goddesses, there was always a power structure there. Right, yeah. And, and so even in their view of the gods there was always someone at the top and i think just greed slowly whittled out all the all the rest yeah yeah again a human experience yeah yeah i mean and that's usually what it comes down to like somebody's trying to make a buck (laughs) (laughs) well you know there's a whole bunch of other eisms that we could talk about at another time but um i think I think it's important for um, the listeners to understand the difference and and how convoluted it can get, right? So if you had one piece of information or advice or recommendation or however you want to say the word for our listeners out there when exploring polytheism and starting to work with deity and all of those type of things, what would you say? Paige. I would say have a flexible mindset. Don't be so rigid with your thinking. Um, with all the information that you should be reading um, on all these different topics, um, don't be afraid to be like, you know what, I was wrong. Or you know what, I don't think that was right. And don't be afraid to change your mindset and follow a path that you may not even have dreamed yourself going down. But follow that trail and see where it goes. It might take you someplace good. That's awesome. Thank you. And Chris? Um, I'd say patience. Don't, uh, don't think you're going to reach out and touch a god the first day you decide to sit down and meditate. Um, and don't think there's something wrong with you if you don't and you see a bunch of flashy people online that talk about being touched and spoken to right <laughs> off the bat. Um, there's nothing wrong with you and just just, just keep talking to them. Eventually, somebody will talk back. That's so true. I, mm. I can't stress that enough. I, because you're absolutely right. And we get lost and caught up in these flashy TikTok witches. And no offense. Oh, easy there. Some of, no there's offense. Some, there's no some offense. of us flashy That's not what I meant. You know what I mean. Chris is on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> No offense. I didn't mean it like that. Shit. No, it's, it's been said. That's it. It's yeah, that's sad. it. I'm Mine has rude been now. That's it. It's over. But really, like, <laughs> I know that you know it's it's not gonna it's not overnight. Uh, it's definitely not overnight. And the most important thing I think to remember is that you have to be willing to look at you and work on you. Yes. First. Yep. Especially when trying to make those connections. Because you never get something for nothing. Never. That's true. So, thank you for joining me tonight. You too. I appreciate it. You're welcome. We appreciate you. Yeah, this was really good, Amy. Thank you. Oh, it was just a talk. We had a talk. And I love it. And I miss doing witch talk. So, I'm glad that we're back for season two. I'm sure... You'll both join me again very soon. Not if you're going to insult those TikTokers. 
I know, right? I, well, you know what I meant. All the flashy posts about all the stuff you said, just like you know, a little bit more brash. I know it's good. I can take it. But he's like a—he's not a millennial TikToker. He's too old for that. (laughs) That I will agree with all day long. All day long. Um. <laughs> Did we I lose Uh sorry about that. Oh, okay. I'll have to cut that. No. Couple of things um coming up for the listeners. If you're a member of Alberta Witches Association, there's some exciting things and events coming up there. So be sure to check at that out. Um, we've got markets coming up in the Calgary and Edmonton area. There's all kinds of the Chris, how many markets are you doing? Oh. Um, <laughs> See, he yeah. just laughs. There's uh, I'm scheduled for three in the next couple of months, and that's not all of them because some of them are overlapping because now that the province is opening up, everybody wants to hold a market at the same time. That's right. That's right. Um, so up in Edmonton, you guys have like... The original Edmonton Witches Market is coming up. You're going to be at that one, right? Yeah. I will be at that one on the Sunday. It's a two-day event. That's right. That's um, July 17th and 18th, I believe. It is. Yes, it is. And we got the Cauldron Market up there in Edmonton on July 24th. Yep. What else have we got? Witchery is coming back. They're doing another market. I am not sure of their secondary dates, unfortunately. And then, and then Calgary's firing up with some markets. Yes, Calgary's having Woo. some markets. The Witch's Garden Market. You guys are yes. luring me south of the Mason Dixie. Yes, we are. So I we're really excited. Participating in the Cal- that, that Garden Witch's Market, so I'm excited about that. That's really awesome because, Paige, how long has it been since you've had your art out for everybody to see? Um, honestly, it was... February of 2020. I came to that. It was at Koi. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So markets again in Calgary, which is really big because we haven't had one for a very long time. And the Witch's Garden Market is definitely here to stay. And then we've got all kinds of things coming up. I was having their annual witch stock. It's all kinds of craziness. So if you're tuning into Witch Talk, you're a part of those things, be sure to check them out. Um, We have quite a few interesting um, podcasts coming up this season so be sure to check back frequently thank you again guys for joining me tonight you're welcome thank you and this is Amy signing off for Witch Talk